Welcome to Life in Balance. I'm Ken Miles, pastor of Kitchener-Waterloo Christian Fellowship. We all know that life can be hectic, and sometimes its demands can pull us off balance. The good news is that God has given practical insights in His Word for keeping life on an even keel, despite the pressures we may face. This program is designed to help us understand and apply God's wisdom in our everyday lives. Good Monday, everyone. We are presently looking at the five purposes that God created us for. Currently, we're looking at the third one, and that is to make us more like His Son. We have been sharing, and many do not realize it, that there are three other aspects that God uses to produce His character in us. And that is, He uses trouble, He uses temptations, and he uses the wrongs that people have done towards us. Now listen, until you understand this, life will just not make sense. You'll always be asking, why is this happening to me? Why do I have to go through this? Unless you understand that God uses these things for a purpose, we'll constantly be frustrated and tempted to be discouraged. We need to realize that God never wastes the hurt that every problem has a purpose. So he uses trials, and he uses temptations, and he also uses hurtful things that people do towards us. What does God want us to do when this happens? He wants us to bear the hurt of the other person. He wants us to forgive them. God uses trespasses that come our way to teach us to forgive. Now, this final aspect of God using the wrongs that's done towards us as a means to cause us to grow in Christ is a true mark of maturity. This is not baby stuff. I mean, this is postgraduate understanding. This is postgraduate work in the spiritual sense. A lot of people never reach this level of maturity. But I'm praying that God will give us insights today and that you can understand this, that this is a final perfecting work in us by the Holy Spirit. You see, if we're going to be like Christ, then we have to understand this aspect of forgiveness. Because forgiveness is a primary quality of God. I mean, this is part of who God is. He is a forgiving God. And if we're going to be like Him, we have to learn to forgive. Now, this goes against every grain in our natural being. Because we don't want to forgive. We want to get even. We want to make sure that the other person gets everything that they deserve and more. But this was not what Jesus did. When he was on the cross, actually hanging on the cross to forgive men and women of their sins, the very people that he was forgiving were standing at the cross and they were hurling insults at him, saying, if you be the Son of God, come down. You said you could save others, but you can't even save yourself. I mean, they mocked him, they ridiculed him. And all of this, what did Jesus do? He said nothing back. In fact, the prophecy about Jesus said he was led as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before her shears is dumb. In other words, he didn't open his mouth. He didn't say anything. He yielded his right to get even and he absorbed the hurt. Now listen, this is the final mark of being a Christian. I mean, without a doubt, this is the most important and the most difficult step in becoming like Jesus Christ. When you can handle being misunderstood, being criticized, being judged, being hurt, being abused in some way, and rather than becoming resentful and bitter and beginning to hate the person, that you can forgive. Now listen, 
Forgiveness does not mean that what the person did towards you was all right. It's not. These are evil things. But forgiveness focuses on the offender, not the offense. It's being able to hate the sin, but love the sinner. In fact, the more that you hate sin, the more easy it is for you to love the sinner, because you realize that they are a victim of temptation. And this was not what God created them for. And they're fallen, and they need help. Now, this is exactly the mindset that Jesus had. He had come to give his life a ransom for many. He had come to save his people from their sins. So, he hated the sin, but he loved the sinner so much that he bore the sin on his own body on the cross and paid the penalty, and thereby forgiving us. And God wants us to walk in these same footprints because we are told in the scripture that we are to forgive as Christ forgave us. I mean, when you reach this point, you have your doctorate in maturity, because this is the ultimate expression of Christ. I mean, you are never more like Jesus when you bear the hurts and the wrongs of others and forgive them, because that was the major task that Jesus accomplished when he came to this earth. He took our sins and he forgave us. And we are to live our life in that same manner. So how are we going to learn to forgive? Well, you can never learn to forgive if you've never been hurt. You're going to get hurt in this life. There's no avoiding it. And so again, understand this. When it happens to you, rather than going, why, why? Understand why. Realize that this is brought into your life to teach you how to forgive to teach you how to be more like Christ. Now, let me share with you a couple of insights that will help you to forgive. Number one is remember that God has forgiven you. Ephesians 4 and verse 32 says, Forgive others just as God forgave you because of Christ. I mean, God never asks us to forgive someone more than what he has already forgiven you. Now, you might say, well, wait a minute, I... I never did this to a person. What this person did to me, I would never do that to another person. So so there's no comparison. But listen, your sin put Jesus on the cross. Jesus died for your sins. Your sins caused the death of the Son of God. If you were the only person on earth and the only sin ever committed was yours, Jesus would have died on the cross to forgive you of your sins. Listen, your sin put Christ to death. On earth, there are degrees of sin. I mean, some sins hurt people more than others. But in God's sight, from an eternal perspective, all sin is sin. The very least sin separates us from God. The very least sin would have caused Christ to have to have died on the cross in order for him to forgive us. So what someone else has done towards you is nothing compared to what our sin caused Jesus to have to do. So if Christ has forgiven us, how can we not forgive someone else who has sinned against us? Now Jesus gave a parable to this very point. He said there was a man that owed a great, great debt and he went to the king and said, oh, please forgive me, I can't pay you. And the king had mercy on him and forgave him. And then it says that same man went out and there was another person who owed him just a little bit of money. And he took him by the throat and said, you give me my money, you give me my money. And the man said, oh, please forgive me, I can't pay you. But the man didn't have mercy on him and wouldn't forgive. 
And it says that when the king heard this, he brought that first man in before him and said, I forgave you this great debt. Why couldn't you forgive this other man who owed you just a little? Do you see the importance of our understanding this aspect of forgiveness? You see, if you think you've earned your salvation, you will be a very miserable taskmaster to others. You will exact the penalty from someone else if you feel that you have earned your salvation. But when we understand there is nothing we can do to earn our salvation, and it was only by the mercy and grace of God that we have any standing before him in eternity. When we understand that, that helps us to forgive someone else who has sinned. If we needed forgiveness and we are living in the benefit of that, how can we not then extend it to someone else? So these are important truths we're sharing here on how to learn to forgive. Now the second practical thing is to realize that God is in control. That when wrongs are done towards us, that he's big enough to turn it for our good. Remember the verse in Romans 8.28, All things work together for good to those who love God and who are the called according to his purpose. Joseph is such a prime example of this. He was a young man, but his brothers were envious of him and they actually sold him into slavery. And he was sent to Egypt and bought by a man by the name of Potiphar and he became his slave. But he rose up through the household and became the chief steward in the home. But then Potiphar's wife made advances towards him. And because of the integrity of his heart, he rejected her advances. But then being spurned, she accused Joseph of trying to rape her. And then he was cast into a prison, a dungeon. I mean, this is a bad situation. Can you imagine how he could have stewed in his mind over every one of those situations, saying, oh, if only my brothers had not sold me into Egypt. Boy, if I ever get a chance, I'm going to get even with them. Oh, if Potiphar's wife hadn't lied about me. Oh, I wish I could get even with her. Listen, he would have been ruined as a person, but somehow he had a spirit of forgiveness. He was able to get past these things. And eventually, he was brought out of the dungeon because he interpreted the dream of the Pharaoh and in the process of time became the second in command in Egypt. Amazing. But then, if you're familiar with the story, Joseph's family goes through a time of famine. Joseph's father sends his brothers down there. Well, Joseph recognizes his brothers, but they don't recognize him because now he's grown, he's matured, and he's in a whole different garb and setting. But eventually, Joseph reveals himself to his brothers. Now they are afraid for their lives. They feel Joseph is going to get his revenge by killing them. But Joseph speaks to his brothers in Genesis 50 and verse 20. And listen to what he says to them. You meant to hurt me. But God turned your evil into good to save the lives of many people, which is being done. Listen, this is such an amazing truth, and it takes a tremendous level of maturity to be able to grasp this. No matter what wrongs are done towards you, if you respond properly, God will turn that evil to good. Listen, unforgiveness hurts us more than it hurts the person that we're holding a grudge against. 
Do we forgive them because they're worthy? No. Do we forgive them because their offense was not that great? No. We forgive them because we realize God has forgiven us and we forgive them realizing that no matter what they've done towards us, when we turn to God, he even turns evil done towards us to good in our life. You know, the greatest testimony that any believer can have is how you handle hurts. And you're most like Christ when you suffer in order to save others. He went through trouble in Gethsemane and he learned to trust God. He went through temptation in the desert and he learned to obey God. And he bore the hurts of others on the cross and thereby forgave us. This is what God wants to do in us. So let's grasp this third purpose of life that we'd be more like Jesus and understand the process of how he does it. Well, we'll continue tomorrow looking at the fourth purpose God has created us for. I'm Ken Miles. Bye for now. Life in Balance is a ministry of KW Christian Fellowship. We are located at 1000 Bleams Road in Kitchener. We would love to have you join us this Sunday for one of our services. The times are 9.30 and 11.30. Just go to our website at kwcf.org to register and to check out all our other activities. We have events for children, youth, and people of all ages. Our mission is to connect people with God and each other so we may fulfill our purpose in life. Till next time, may God keep your life in balance.